We're not too sure. I drove all night. That's a, that's a bopper. Okay. Do you know that one? No. You for sure know it. Can I play a little bit of it? Don't. You've heard this before, no? She's screaming. Drive all night to find you. My name is Denise Molinakis, and you're listening to the Mahayalas podcast. I've lost count a little bit of how many episodes we're at, but this is the Montreal-based podcast where we talk about uh, Canadian and Quebec tragedies um, that are malalais, hard to talk about. Um, this episode is a little bit of an exception. We're talking, <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about Celine Dion, and uh, I'm joined with my very special guest, Sophie Moho. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm so excited to be talking about this. So am I. Queen Quebec, she's my queen. I love her so much, and I'm very so grateful that you asked me to be here, because um, I love her so much. When I thought Celine, I thought of you. Uh, Celine, Celine. Sophie is wearing her Celine Dion t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Have a nice locally made. It's from a local Montreal artist, Celine with Rani, and it says, oh, it, it says near far wherever you are. Near far. Quote from one of her most popular songs. <laughs> when were you introduced to Celine Dion? I think it was when I started working at camp. Um, I, I worked at this Quebec camp for many many years, and I think that's where I got. I mean, I had always knew, known of her because it's. Celine Dion, right? To yeah. know of her, even if you're not a fan, you for sure know who she is. Um, but in terms of really diving into her discography, so I guess that was maybe that was I started working there in 2014. And don't take this the wrong way, but do you like her ironically? Because no. you're you're a 24 year old young woman. Yeah, no, it's not ironically at all. I get what you say though. I get what you mean. Um, to me, Celine, whether you like her music or not. I feel like you have to have some type of respect, which I have a lot of, obviously, just for like where she came from and where she is now. She's Absolutely. she's the Quebec Oprah. Plot twist, I also like her music, but not no, not ironically at all. What's your favorite song from her? Oh god. I I, I really, really like Ijetem encore mm-hmm. from her album Um Dur, I believe. I think that's my favorite one to sing along to. But it varies because her like she has such a variety in terms of sad songs, ballads, uplifting songs that you know it, it depends. Okay, and just for context, when COVID started, uh, you hosted a trivia night uh, over Zoom, and you know they were all like category one geography, category two movies, and, oh, and you know we were all committed, we were calculating our score, we were getting competitive, and then one category dedicated to Celine Dion but yeah no that I did honestly because I figured it was funny it's so funny because you guys are my like anglophone friends that for sure we're gonna know nothing about it but I felt like you were gonna find it at least a little funny it's really funny yeah and you know you don't know everything about her life but you will now because (laughs) while I'm Quebecois and I know who Celine Dion was and I have mad respect for her I don't like her music so I never looked into it beyond my heart will go on in Titanic 
So I knew literally no songs. And then this at last all. year. At all. Not even like I'm Alive. Yeah, now I, like, once you I was like. you've heard of some. Exactly. Yeah, sure. When I heard it, I was like, oh, I didn't know that was her. Like, also yeah. in Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Didn't know that was her. Yeah. But I, I didn't know her songs. And then I, I just want to say how much research I've done for this. <laughs> so, um. I've seen uh, uh, three or four documentaries. I've read everything I can on the internet. I've even watched all her appearances on, like, Larry King. Take Take a a kayak. kayak. Iconic. See, that's the thing, too. Like, I get why people laugh at her because she's (laughs) laughable. start crying right now. (laughs) But she's also so iconic. Yeah. And her music is so nostalgic to some extent. Not to me because, you know, I didn't grow up listening to it, but, like, in terms of Quebec pride and whatnot and, like, yeah. I also uh, listened to her on podcasts. I, I consumed as much Chalintignon <laughs> as I could. And um, something I could not do, however, was I played the uh, This is Celine Dion on Spotify just while I was working, just to get a feel. You should have listened to my playlist. Sophie, I, I'll plug it at the end. Please do. But I would, I would you know, I, I would listen to like 30. I was like, I'm not really vibing with the song. Switch to the next one. I'm not vibing with this. I couldn't do it. And, I mean, that's okay. You know what is a bop? Je danse dans ma tête. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes. my god, that song Je so. Dans ma tête. That music video is so good. I love that. Maybe one of my favorite songs of all time. Like very quickly, just jumped out from not okay. knowing what it is. Je danse dans ma tête. Yeah, <laughs> like not one of her most popular songs. Oh at my all. god, and she looks so good in that music video. So it's just a because of all. just a little bit of preliminary stuff thank you for listening to the podcast um i want to say that i got really good feedback on the last episode my my race episode and i had people uh, messaging me uh to talk to me about it on instagram and you're all really welcome to do that i i it's part of the conversation having your opinions thought even criticism compliments corrections anything you'd like i'm venus de milo on instagram and you could email me at denisevillanakis at gmail.com i'm more than welcome to any anything anybody has to say that being said if everybody could uh give it a five star and a and rate rate and five stars it's the first time i've asked anybody to do this but i, I see some of the reviews and i'm like oh that's nice makes me feel nice oh, yeah, <laughs> validated and like yeah for sure for sure you, and it takes a lot of work it i was gonna say you put some effort into this it's only fair that you'd yeah. want it to be recognized yeah all right so we're gonna dive into uh our queen quebec here. yeah queen quebec as i like to call her queen Keb. I think the link to that video is in my Instagram bio because <laughs> I think I posted a picture on a kayak and so obviously I had to mention that. Take a kayak! What are they going to do? <laughs> what are they going to do? Because <laughs> she's that. also so personable and like she's such a character, especially since Kanye died. Oh my god. She is a phoenix that has risen from the ashes. Literally, she's gone crazy and I say that. In the best way possible. Uh huh. I tell I tell Rene Charles I try to be positive for him, <laughs> but oh my God, Larry! <laughs> oh my Can God. you sing a song? Me a song? <laughs> and then like, she just she starts just, ah! she belching. Um, yeah, she's crazy. She's a queen. She is a queen, though. Like th- that's not debatable. And then 
I, you know, I was going to leave this for the end, but how could someone who's been in the public eye for four decades yeah. be so cringy? I love that's so but cringy. But I think that's part of her charm. charisma, part yeah. of her charm. She is cringy as hell. How so cringy. I don't get how she still has such a strong accent in English <laughs> when she's been established in the English world for so long. But that, I feel like that's part of her charm, and that's part of, like, you can take the girl out of Charlemagne, but you can't take Charlemagne out of the girl. Like, no. she is, she, like, Quebec blood runs through her veins, and she's she has, amazing. She has a very complex history with this province, and that's what I she really does. want to dive into. She does, yeah. We're going to get a little political. So, Dion was born in Charlemagne, Quebec, 24 kilometers northeast of Montreal, the youngest of 14 children of Thérèse, a homemaker, and Ademar. Ademar? Adema. 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 Is that an L? No, Adema. A D H E. Or it sounds like you're M A R. Yeah, Adema. Adema Dion. A butcher. A butcher, both of French Canadian descent. She was raised in a Roman Catholic and a poor, but in her own account, happy home in Chandemangs. Music has always been a major part of the Dion family, and she was named after the song Céline, with which French singer Hughes Affray had recorded two years before her birth. At the age of five, she made her first public appearance at her brother Michel's wedding where she performed, and then she continued to perform at her uh, parents' piano bar called Le, Le Vieux Barin. And she's like a child performer, yeah. child yeah. prodigy. So at the age of 12, she collaborated with her mother and her brother Jacques to write a, and compose a first song, yeah. Have you heard it? I don't know what it sounds like. That was one of my trivia questions. Clearly it's got one, of my, that it's one. one of my favorite songs. Yeah, I like it a lot because you can, I mean, you can hear that she's like 12. In the song, if ever you hear, you listen to it one day, and just the fact that her mom wrote it—it's like such a nice. It's cute. It's, it's absolutely cute, cute. Yeah, it's a really cute song. So her brother Michel sent the sent the recording to music manager René Angelil, and um, he discovered him on the back of a Ginette Renault album. Do you know any of these other French Canadian singers? How Ginette Renault? Yeah, she's really she's. Been, I couldn't tell you one of her songs because I'm also not very good with Quebec like pop culture. Yeah. But Jeanette Renault is, she got really popular recently when she started singing the national anthem at the Canadians game. Oh, of course. Yeah, Yeah, I figured you'd know about her from there. Like that, that's Jeanette Renault. But she also has like a big career at that time. Yeah, and Rene was also her her, manager. um, So Angelelle was supposedly moved to tears by Dion's voice and decided to make her a star. In 1981, he mortgaged his home to fund her record, La Voix. Du bon Dieu, mm-hmm. which later became a local number one hit and made her an instant star in the province. Her popularity spread to other parts of the world where she, where she competed in 1982 Yamaha World Popular Song Festival mm-hmm. in Tokyo, and she won the musician for top performing, top performer as well as the gold medal for best song with Tellement j'ai d'amour pour toi. In 1983, in addition to becoming the first Canadian artist to receive a gold record in France, the singer D'Amour... D'amour, d'amour d'amitié. D'amitié. <laughs> Dion had also won several Felix Awards, including Best Female Performer and Discovery of the Year. Further success came when she represented Switzerland in the 1988 Eurovision contest with the song Ne Partez Pas Sans Moi. That was controversial. Tell me why. Why was that controversial? Because she wasn't representing Quebec. Or Canada. Or Yeah, but, you know, Quebec but is a very... Can, we're not in Eurovision. Eurovision is, is like a European thing. Yeah, but all in all... I think she got some some backlash about that. Yeah, for just jumping ship to whoever. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't want to play stereotypes or whatnot, but you know, the Quebec culture, the Quebec people are very prideful of their culture. For her to be such a star, and that's the problematic part of her, uh, and to not represent Quebec in that 
I think she, yeah, she wasn't very... She was criticized. ...appreciated for that, yeah. At age 18, after seeing Michael Jackson perform, Dion told Angelil that she wanted to be a star like Jackson. Uh, though confident in her talent, Angelil realized that her image needed to be changed for her to, to, mark, to be marketed worldwide. She receded from the spotlight for a number of months, during which she underwent dental surgery to improve her appearance and was sent to uh, Ecole Berlitz in 1989 to polish her English. Yeah, I didn't know that. And I highlighted it in red because I find like that's problematic. She got her whole look transformed. Yeah, but that's what I find problematic because at that age she was like she's eighteen, she's twenty, she was twenty, super young. But I feel like that's also you know Britney probably has all the divas did yeah, that. Yeah, all the divas did that. But I don't know. I think given and we'll get there her relationship with this manager who yeah. is literally creating her yeah. it's and you interview her and you know they're like oh where were you she goes oh i learned my english i got my teeth for it, my teeth fixed she's like i wasn't pretty i i, I just don't like the oh, way she was talking no, about herself she's like i was no. skinny i was tall i was awkward and like he he's like grenade knew i wasn't pretty and like <laughs> it, uh, yeah it, there's a like predatory vibes to that yeah no it's yeah problematic relationship for sure yeah and those are i have one of two topics i really want to delve into and that's that's one of them mm -hmm. but we'll get there so um two years after she learned english dion made her debut anglophone market with unison which was one of your trivia questions what was her breakout okay. english record oh see i didn't i didn't even know that <laughs> Singles from the album included If There Was Any Other Way, The Last No, Unison, and Where Does My Heart Beat Now, a mid-tempo soft rock ballad that made prominent uses of electric guitar and later became her <laughs> first top 10 hit in the U.S., Billboard Hot 100, peaking at number four. In 91, Dion was featured soloist on Voices That Care, a tribute to American troops fighting in Operation Desert Storm. This is just <laughs> funny. Like, it's like... like... <laughs> A real international breakthrough came when she duetted with Peebo Bryerson, Bryson in the title track to Disney's animated film Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. It, that was huge. That's a good one. It's a really good song. I like it a lot. Me too. Okay. I remember like in my childhood yeah. liking it. It became her first top 10 hit in the UK and her second top 10 hit in the US. The song earned its Songwriters and Academy Award for Best Song and gave Dion her first Grammy for Best Pop Performance or a Duo in a Duo. Beauty and the Beast served as the lead single for the 92 self-titled album, which, like her debut, had strong pop rock influences. Okay, she did a cover of uh, um, If You Ask Me To by Patti LaBelle in 1989, License to Kill, and it became her first number one single in Canada and peaked on number four at the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. During this time, Dion released a francophone album, Dion Chante Plamondon. Yeah. You know He's, that one? No, but he, he, Plamondon is a, a famous Quebec... Uh, singer I want to say the album consisted mostly of covers but featured four new songs the mookie sun je danse dans ma tête that one quelqu'un que j'aime quelqu'un qui m'aime and l'amour existe encore that's also a really good one l'amour existe encore she she produced so many records her discography 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 is so huge and like before she entered the english market it was an album a year as of 12 like she had no breaks that's what i mean but you have to have some type of respect for like that she's a hustler absolutely 100 percent. by 92 unison celine dion and numerous high profile media appearances had propelled dion to superstardom in north america she had achieved one of her main objectives wedging her way into anglophone market and achieving fame 
However, while she was experiencing rising success in the U.S., her French friends in Canada criticized her for neglecting them. She would later rebuff these criticisms at the 91 Felix Award Show, where after winning English Music Artist of the Year, she openly refused to accept the award. She asserted that she was and would always be a French, not English artist. Apart from her commercial success, there was also changes to her personal life as Angeline, who was 26 years her senior, yeah. transitioned from manager to lover. How I, hate that. <laughs> I honestly, I hate that about, like, I get it, and it's, it's, he's what made her big, but, like, it's so problematic, and today, you could never, you, like, no, 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 no. Don't so, ask. those are the two, like, my two topics that I want to yeah. discuss. Her relationship and then the whole Felix Award thing. And that transitions mm. to what does Celine Dion represent for Quebec? Mm. And it's such an interesting topic. Yeah. And we're going to end up playing some blame game. Okay. Let's, okay, so then since we're, let's talk about Rene first then. You, you studied psychology. <laughs> yeah, <I did. laughs> On the surface, give us, before we get into the oh details. My God, I had never thought of it from that perspective, but I feel like... And I, I have a bachelor's. I, I, I have no experience. Don't, don't quote me on this. But I feel like maybe part of the fact that she was like the youngest, I think, of her family she or was. something. Of a family 14. of 14. Which, you know, she was clearly... I mean, Maman Dion and Papa Dion can only give attention to their kids equally so yeah. much. But I feel like a part of it was just the attention he gave her and the validation he gave her. And growing up in a family where he was respected. People yeah. knew he was a local celebrity. No, he was a big deal, you know? A big deal. A big, big music agent. Jeanette Renault is a big star. I don't know about his other clients or whatever, but, like, he was a big deal. And so for I think part of it was that, just to have the attention of a, a superior, not superior, but an, an elder person that validated you and that admired you. I feel like that played into it. Um, a little bit of daddy issues, possibly. Perhaps. I don't I don't know about her relationship with her father. I I haven't heard There's or nothing read about anything it. about <laughs> yeah nice about it being problematic. So I don't I know that she the family was always very important, but I feel like that's just like a Quebec value in terms of um, like social norms. Yeah, social norms and and values. Um but he did see the potential in her, and he invested a lot. When I read the part about him mortgaging his house, I was like, "God damn!" Like he really believed in her with reason, because like she's very talented. She's very talented and successful today. But like, when her mom was pregnant with her, her older sister was also pregnant. Yeah, like that's so, yeah, like, it's crazy. It's crazy to think about it that way. And so she said that, I remember her also saying, you know, big happy foot home, a lot of people. She said she really felt like she was raised by her sisters. Like, mm. the the older siblings were changing the diapers of the younger siblings. Fair enough, though. Kind of like Cheaper by the Dozen, or like, um, what was that show on TLC? I'm just thinking of the Duggars. The, yeah, the Duggars. <laughs> 13 Kids and Counting. Exactly, you know? yeah. Okay, so in 93, Dion announced her feelings for her manager by declaring him the color of her life mm. in the dedication section of her third English album, the color of my life. <laughs> <laughs> what a way with words. No, but that, that's the thing, though. She is she's so dramatic. She's super kitsch and super like Quebec kitten. I don't know if you'll know what this expression means, but it's like she's really kitschy and, and cringy, but that's all part of her charm. 
So instead of criticizing their relationship as she had feared, fans embraced the couple. <laughs> Eventually, Angeline and Dion married in an extravagant wedding ceremony in December 94. Why was it broadcast on Canadian television? For the same reason that René Angeline got national funerals. They're an iconic couple. And they've always been. The royal family of Quebec. Yeah. Liter literally the royal family of Quebec. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. 100%. I, I, I guess I'm just like shell. I just didn't know. Mm. But I find it really interesting too that like you grew up in Montreal. I mean, I, it, I think it's because you grew up in Montreal as opposed to anywhere else in Quebec. Um, but I find that really, but that's another topic for another day. But I find it really interesting to see your upbringing versus mine. Whereas, I mean, I didn't, I grew up in a somewhat Anglophone family as well. So I'm not as Quebec deep as some of my friends, for instance. But like, I feel like we had such different cultural. And we lived down the street upbringing. from each other. Exactly. That's the funny part of it. That's the interesting and it's deliberate part. because mm -hmm. I read, and we'll get into it, that her least popular demographic is Quebec Anglophone women. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. No, but as the product of a yeah. Quebec Anglophone woman, yeah. and my family has just, we, we like her, but we're not fans. No. But I've met people in my extended family, in my circle, who despise really? Celine. And Why? it's it's culturally entrenched and ingrained. Mm, and okay. I want to argue that it has nothing to do with Celine. No, probably like, not. It's it's so it's what she represents. Yeah. And yeah. oh, I can't get wait. I can't okay. wait to do it. It has nothing to do with Celine. It's no, nothing. No, it could be any other person. Yeah. Okay. I see what you mean, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So you know, her wedding was uh televised, and it was at Notre Dame in the Old Fort. Um, as with most of her catalog, The Color of My Life had an overriding themes of love and romance. It became her most successful recorded album up to that point, selling more than 6 million copies in the US, 2 million in Canada, and peaking at number one in many countries. Um, the album also spawned Dion's first US, Canadian, and Australian number one hit, uh, The Power of Love, a remake mm. of Jennifer Rush's 1985. How does that one go? Because I'm your lady. Oh, That's yeah, it, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, which would become her signature hit song until she reached her new career heights. By the mid-90s, she had established herself as one of the best-selling artists in the world. Her status of the music industry's biggest pop divas was further solidified when she was asked to perform on VH1's Divas Live special in 98, with superstars Aretha Franklin, Gloria Esteban, Shania Twain, another Canadian queen, mm. um, and Mariah Carey. See, she's Canadian. Yeah. Not Quebec. No. Like, yeah. It's Anyways. distinction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Distinction. That year, she also received two of the highest Canadian honors, the Order Officer of the Order of Canada for Outstanding Contribution to the World of Contemporary <laughs> Music. That's hilarious. I know. <laughs> and uh, Officer of the National Order of Quebec. A year later, she was inducted to the Canadian Broadcast Hall of Fame and was honored with a star in the Canadian Walk Hall of Fame. Yeah. Where is the Canadian Walk Hall I of Fame? <laughs> can't tell you. Cannot tell you. <laughs> so My Heart go Will Go On um, was her biggest song serving as the love theme for the 97 blockbuster film, The Titanic. Uh, the song toppled the charts across the world and became Dion's signature song. Um, they won Academy Awards for Best Original Song, Golden Globes as well. Dion herself garnered two Grammys for the Best Female Pop Vocal Performances and Record of the Year. On a cultural level, Dion is credited for introducing Francophone music to many non-Francophone countries around the globe. Around the globe. Her album, and S'il Suffisait d'Aimer. Yeah, that's a good one as well. 
remain the best-selling francophone albums in history, gaining unprecedented success in non-francophone markets such as the UK, Poland, Netherlands, Portugal, Greece, Austria, Japan, and New Zealand. According to um, RFI Music, she has done her bits for French music over the years, assuring the success of French songs, which will probably never have normally gone beyond francophone borders without her. So because without Celine, French records would be dramatically lower. In 2008, she received the Legion of Honours from Nicolas Sarkozy. Oh. <laughs> 2008, you said? 2008, yeah. Okay. Sarkozy, Sarkozy praised Dion stated, French, thanks you because of your talent and success, <laughs> and you've contributed to the influence of the French language outside our borders. Oh, God. Yo, Fran France loves Celine Dion. Well, yeah. She, like, created, recreated the Vegas residency. Um, she managed to repopulize the... The residency as a desirable way for top artists to essentially tour in place letting their fans contribute to them because Celine did it um, there was Elton John Bette Midler Rod Stewart Cher yeah, and Shania Twain well no wow. um, initially it was like where Frank Sinatra performed mm -hmm. and then it like died out like since then and, and then she, she they, they, the theater in Caesars Palace was created for her like I saw footage of her like ceremonially putting plaster on the wall okay let's talk about Renee he avoided being alone with me for too long, she said in her oh. 2000 autobiography, My Story, My Dream. Mom. She's so cringy. <laughs> she, is. she is. Oh my god. Meanwhile, she kept a photo of Angelil under her pillow, writing, Before I fell asleep, I slipped it under the pillow out of fear that my mother, who always shared a room with me, would find it. Fair enough. That's absolutely disgusting. That's bonkers. It's disgusting. Like, I get being a teenager and being Having a fan a of someone like a hundred percent like remember but, one direction yeah well they were also but they were not 26 years <laughs> older than but i get it like yeah i had a phase with enrique i get it <laughs> but i have never met enrique he was not my manager like i didn't have a professional relationship with him imagine if it went differently imagine if he didn't have feeling never developed feelings for her and she was like he was like what's your problem <laughs> Honestly, I feel like that, like, he's the problematic one in this yeah. because he was the adult. Yeah. You know, she was 12. Like, she didn't know any better. He was probably the first person to give her the slightest amount of attention and validation. She wanted to be who he saw in her. Exactly. So I feel like you can't blame her, but you, like, he is. Anyways, we'll get to that. Less and less could I hide from myself the fact that I was in love with Renee. I had That's all the symptoms. I was in love with a man I couldn't love, who didn't want to love me, who didn't want to love me. Dion's mother, who traveled everywhere with the singer until she was 19, was initially wary of her daughter's growing infatuation with much older and twice divorced Ocean. But Dion insisted, <laughs> telling her mother, I'm not a minor. This is a free country. No one has the right to prevent me from loving whoever I want to. See, that's hilarious. It's I'm hilarious. not a minor. This is a free country. No, that has nothing to do with it being a free country or not. It's yeah. just creepy. Yeah. And kind of disgusting. And super suspicious that relationship started just as she turned 18. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, it definitely did not. Yeah. Because she met him at such a young age, who's to say what was, like, groomed versus what, you know, nature versus nurture? I feel like in her case, it's a really interesting debate because she was so young. So how much of it, like... If she had become, I don't know, a lawyer, for instance, or I don't know, any any other Profession. job, would she have been as extra? Or is it because she was, like, propelled to stardom so young that it, like, became part of her and her personality? 
I don't know. And I like how you mentioned after Hene passed away. Yeah. Like, her personality afterwards. I didn't even include that in my notes, and we'll get there. Like, you're right. She's, like, become so much more. Yeah. And you're like, did he, is she finally her truest self? Or is she? I think so. You think so? I think so, yeah. Everybody sort of forgave how weird it was. Yeah, because it was consensual. It so genuine. Yeah. And over the top. And lasted so many decades. And, yeah. But see, that... What makes me believe it, to some extent, is that, you know, she eventually became big. She eventually... She could have left him. She could have left him, you know? So, but she but she didn't. She was literally with him till the day he died. So, like, that to me Like, speaks... really cheesy things. Like, he was in the hospital bed dying of cancer, and she had an earpiece that he could speak into her while she was yeah. performing at her Vegas residency. See, that's it. Like, oh, she... No, she's, she's crazy. She's crazy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hene Shah was born in 2001. In 2010, Aljamin announced that Dion was 14 weeks pregnant with her twins, with twins after six treatments of in, in I can't stop laughing. I couldn't get it. <laughs> after in vitro fertilization. Um, in October 2010, um, at St. Mary's Center in West Palm Beach, Florida, Dion, by cesarean section, gave birth to healthy fraternal twins. The tw- twins are named Eddie, after Dion's favorite French songwriter, Eddie Mornay who also produced her, produced her first five albums, and Nelson, after former South African Prime Minister, <laughs> Prime President Nelson Mandela. So in 2016, uh, Angelin died from throat cancer, and his funeral was January 22nd, and um, they were married for 21 years. The couple's eldest son, René Charles, gave a eulogy just three days before his 15th birthday. Following Angelin's passing, Dion came the sole owner and president of her management and production companies, um, you know, a whole bunch of them. Two days after Angelique's death, on what would have been her husband's birthday, Dion's brother Daniel died at age yeah. 59. It was a really rough year for her, I can yeah. only imagine. Yeah. That must have been really rough. Because, yeah. genuine or not, like, this guy, you know, yeah. death is death, and, and I, I think they had a overall positive relationship or at least I'd like to think I buy that they were super in love yeah, and happy yeah I really do even though I find it very problematic but from my own personal like standpoint not personal or just like societal values but <laughs> um they were together for a while yeah and that must have been it's her only love. so hard to lose her brother she did have like a gajillion but still. one of 13 <laughs> yeah Fun fact about this, I don't remember where I learned that, but the last song to play at the funeral, like as they were carrying it on the out of the church, was Pour que tu m'aimes encore, which is one of her very popular French songs. Um, and the reason why that was the song is apparently that was Rene's favorite song of hers. And so that's what they played as he was carried out of the, of the church. He had to have worshipped her. Yeah, most probably yes, because he, she was his life, and vice versa. So I can only imagine how like fusionnel. How would you say that in English? I'm not sure, but how like connected, connected, and like together they were. Okay, so the next part I wanted to address. Um, so Dion won the Felix Award for Anglophone Artist of the Year at the ADISQ gala in October 1990, which is... We call it le gala de la disque in French. Oh, that's that's clever. Like, disc, like, discography? Like, 
but I'm not sure. I, I don't I don't know what the letters stand no, for. No, no, I just the way it sounded. But it, yeah, dis- oh, just like the Grammys for Quebec. So she's won a bunch of awards. She every album she gets nominated and she wins. And in 1990, she was uh, nominated for Anglophone Artist of the Year. She won it, but she declined to accept it. Speaking live to a television audience across the country, Dion explained why she did not want to accept the award. The translation of her remarks was like, "I am not Anglophone, and the public understands that. Everywhere I go in the world, I am." Je suis Québécoise. Exactly, that's what she said. Uh, Dion's actions gener- generated controversy. Basically, it had a few elements. First, um, that she was offended that she was even nominated for this award. Okay, well, I feel like that's pushing it a bit. Then that um, the award was offended that she didn't even accept it, that she was sort of bad-mouthing the whole thing. I feel like that's fair enough. So um, she was offended that she was placed in the Anglophone category and also indicated, okay, right. So then after um, news articles started talking about it and it became so controversial, she's sort of trying to backpedal, mm-hmm. saying she didn't mean what she said. And it wasn't right. her that she wrote an article to the Globe and Mail for them to publish. But it wasn't her. It was Rene that wrote the article on her behalf. So, of course. Which of fits course. into our narrative. Yeah. So Angelil contended that Adisk um, had insulted Dion by placing her in the Anglophone category, and he also indicated that he did not have any opportunities to withdraw her name. And it, I feel like that's it's contradictory though. Like she strived so hard to pierce in the English English field. I I get why they were offended to some degree because she's from Quebec and this is a Quebec award show. So I, I get that when she was striving for that, she was talking about America. Um, the U.S. or like Europe and whatnot, but at the end of the day, I feel like it's artisan de son propre malheur in terms of she worked so hard to get there, she got there, but then she was like, no, but I, I want to get there, not here, which is like it's so you can't have both, you know, with contradiction. Yeah, the newspaper described how Angelina had given a different story to the press, so they also kept changing their story. Mm. Um, the conflict and controversy soon deepened through reaction of the story. So this reaction news encouraged reformist statements by media-nominated electors, and the reaction story in the Montreal Gazette, uh, which was published three days after, uh, bore the headline "Parisot hails Dion stands." So. Parizot, who's the head of the Bloc Québécois, yeah. because he went out, this is early 90s, mm-hmm. very turn. Referendum. Yes. Yeah. By him saying, I support Celine Dion, she became an icon with separatism. Yeah. Yeah. And people hate him for that whole ideology. And so he clung on to her and sort of, she says, he changed her message. Mm. Okay. And so... Um, This implies the story marked the intervention of the Parti Québécois leader Jacques Parizeau and several other politicians into the discussion of Dion's um, actions. So the position of Parizeau was regarded to be crucial. This indicated by the inclusion of his name in the headline in the reaction story, it also signaled the opening lines. Parti Québécois leader Jacques Parizeau yesterday applauded Céline Dion's decision to turn down a Felix Award as an Anglophone Artist of the Year. I thought she reacted very well. I thought it was, for a girl like that, quite something to say. I was impressed and I wrote a small note to her to say thank you. Okay, Jacques. <laughs> like, it was not clear why Parizeau was impressed, but there was so, like, why was he impressed? Just that she stood up for herself, but, like, he made it par- something that she possibly might not have intended, and that's no, what she yeah. went to say, but it, it's too late. Like, flames yeah. 
flames to the wind. After quoting Parizeau and making the first explicit reference to the Adisk incident as a controversy, the story indicated to have some interpretation of Dion's remark as an insult to Quebec Anglophones, implying Anglophones are less Quebecois than Francophones. So the award was English English Quebecois singer, like yeah. English singer. Yeah. So by saying I'm not accepting it because I'm Quebecois, you're ex you're telling it's like you have to be French to be Quebecois. That's what she was oh, implying. Oh dear God. This blew my mind. Um, have you heard people say Canadien Francais? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's like a thing people say. Canadien Francais? 100%, yeah. I have never heard that term. Really? I have never heard but that I, term. I think, honestly, that's because you grew up in the English system. Well, duh. Not yeah, I say I'm it out loud, duh. But like, I've, I've heard it like in school, like in high school, in history class. So apparently... Québécois was not really a term at the time. No, it's Canadien Français. It's the Canadien right, Français. Yeah, historically, Canadien Français, because in terms of like, we came from Nouvelle France, and then the English came, but like we were all Canadiens, so Canadien Français, Canadien Anglais. Exactly. So we were Canadien Français. So um, I'll just read this part so I don't butcher it. Uh, during the recent decades, Francophones in Quebec have modified the way that they refer to themselves. So they were generally and traditionally called Canadien Francais until the early 60s, but have increasingly called themselves Québécois since the Quiet Revolution. Mm -hmm. So her comment by calling herself Québécois, she single-handedly changed the terminology. Oh my god, yeah. So uh, over the years, the meaning of the word Québécois has become more and more contentious, and there's been debate even about Quebec nationalists over whether the word should be expanded beyond its traditional meaning. Yeah. Yeah. Pure, pure lane. Right, to, pure lane. To incorporate people other than francophones. So, like, does Quebecois include anglophones? So that was the debate. It's early 90s. It's not now. Now we're over it. Now we're all inclusive. Like, uh, yes and no. But <laughs> it, this is. The blog still exists. <laughs> this is peak of yeah, yeah. Termin, terminal sentiments. Yeah. She's an iconic queen. Like, she's an, she is an influencer. Right. I find it so, like, it's a broken record. Can we just get over it? Who gives a shit that she called Québécois? Who gives a shit? So who Quebecers gives a shit do? that she Quebecers didn't do? accept the award or that we're even talking about it? What part is it, are you over? That we're even talking about it. For me, who gives a shit? Speak French, speak English, whatever, like, who gives a shit? But that's me personally. No, we all. Agree I know with a lot you. of people share my sentiment, but I think I I don't want to be like ageist, but I I definitely think mm -hmm. it's like a generational yeah, thing for sure. because we weren't raised in a part like where we hated each other and no. we were yeah. raised and conditioned to hate for each sure. other. Yeah. So like we're over it. We're the children of the you know the not no, that think, much. You though. think it's passed in on to our us? circle, but you know there are people of our age that are separatists. For probably different reasons than at the time. Yeah. But the, the movement, still, the, the political party still exists. It's, it might not be very popular and the demographics might be going down yeah. in terms of popularity, but like it still exists. Because I feel like all of these feelings are brewing and mm -hmm. it's sentiment. Mm -hmm. It's very common, but for she made it a thing. Yeah. She made it. Yeah. She represented what a whole bunch of people were feeling. So that's, I'll get there, how people just latched onto her and made it their, oh, she's talking about me. I find it funny, though, because I'm He's convinced that her intention with that, she was already criticized what was her by intention? the, I, th I think she was already criticized by the the Quebecers, the French Canadians at the time for neglecting for them. For even doing an, um, um, 
an album in English at all. Exactly. And so I feel like that was her attempt to just be like, no, no, guys. I'm still you. Her song, Je ne vous oublie pas, 100% about like, don't worry, guys. I won't forget you. I'm still from Quebec. And and it shows in everything she does. Every, just the way she speaks. Ecole Berlitz, I don't know where that is, but her English is, I mean, she speaks English, but she still has a very strong accent to this day. Yeah. I don't think she intended to spark that much of a debate. I feel like that was, I feel like that was just her attempt to like, be like, yeah, I re- I'm from Quebec and to show her Quebec fans that she's still going to be from Quebec and she's always going to be from Quebec and she's proud of being from it. I think, like, her point of view is nobody watches the Felix Awards. Mm. It's not covered. Like, the point of the it's article not, is not like, the English people. Yeah. The English people aren't going to see this. Yeah. So I made an English album. It's it's in point where it's, you know, it's already high tensions. Yeah. Right? I, um, I was criticized in Eurovision for representing Switzerland. They're very, uh, I, they feel like I'm all they have, let's yeah. say. And so I made an English album. People think I'm, you know, I'm too good for them. I'm going to... I don't know, she could have accepted the award and then made her comments. See, I, that's what I think she should have done. She's in a Jean-Paul Gaultier dress, I just want to say. It was it's a stunning, <laughs> stunning dress. I think she should, because renouncing it is a big statement. A year later, she was nominated for a Juno Award. Mm. So that is the, if if um, the Felix Adisc Awards are the Grammys for Quebec, yeah. Juno are the Grammys for Canada. Yeah. She was nominated for uh, Best English Artist of the Year, Ugh. and she accepted that. Oh, no. Because <laughs> it's no. bad. She, she shouldn't have accepted the Juno, I don't think. You or, think she, uh, I don't know, I don't know. Because that means she's not going to accept a Grammy, and that means she's not going to accept, like, Yeah, it's... I mean, no, the original she, mistake. She should have just accepted. She should have accepted the Felix, but, but like, publicly pro- proclaimed that she doesn't consider herself an English artist or whatever. That's it, just an English PR artist. PR statement. Yeah. Or even just, like, accepting the award, being like, thank you so much for the honor, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I-, I would like to, you know, state that I do consider myself a French artist. So in 91, Adisk announced that it ha- was redefining the category, oh, which was God. linked to the controversy. The, co- the category for Anglophone artists would become a category for Quebec artists who perform in a language other than <laughs> French. <laughs> Um, the ADISC yeah. had maintained for several years that a minimum of 80% French language content requirements must be satisfied to qualify for the nominations in several categories, including Artist of the Year and Show of the Year, and it was hardly surprising that Dion just no longer qualified. <laughs> so, like, she said, because in her rejection speech, she said, they should rename it to this, and mm. this is what she suggested, yeah. and they did, and then now she doesn't qualify <laughs> for any awards ever again. You know what happened with her next English album? No. Um... Her name is written with an accent aigu. Oh, shit. She dropped the accent. She dropped the accent. SOS. No, no, no. So we call the fire department SOS. Um, no, she, no, she, she writes for... Yeah, no. Suicide. Betrayal. Why? But, like, why, though? At that point, embrace Quebec. The accent... Nobody gives a shit about it. People will be able to pronounce it even if they don't speak English because you're already really well-known. People know Céline Dion, Céline Dion. Why? Because at that point, it's... It's only a statement. The academic articles I followed that followed her career made two characters, Céline Dion and Céline, and Céline Dion. Dion. How they were two different personalities. Oh, yeah. La fille de Charlemagne versus the Vegas Vegas one. queen. Yeah. 
they, oh she can't be both. No. Quebec. But she tries so hard. She's Quebec will so not hard. allow her to be both. That's, yeah, that's the thing. Um, but why not? <laughs> <laughs> McPherson connected the absence of the accent to his previous arguments about Dion, the definition of Quebecois. You may recall that pop diva Celine Dion refused a Quebec Music Award for Anglophone artists two years ago on the grounds that she was not Anglophone. But Québécoise, as though we, one cannot be both. Well, by her own terms, Dion must be a bit less Québécoise this week. On the cover of her latest album, her second in English, Dion, Dion's name has been anglicized by dropping the acute accent in Celine. Apparently, that little accent was excess baggage on her ascent to superstardom in English-speaking North America. Oh, God. We're not letting it go. No. So this brings into the question, what does Celine mean nationally? Like, what does mm. she represent for our country? I feel like that depends who you ask. Exactly. McGill theater professor Aaron Hurley has spent years studying Nutsilin uh, Nationale. Are you serious? Yeah. Aaron? He says that she's an ambiguous figure in Quebec culture. Her point, in part, is that Dion represents the past and present Quebec. With her small town roots, her large old school family, and her own much publicized motherhood, she reps a ton of old fashioned values. Mm -hmm. But she also toils for a major multinational and she lives and works in the US and sings in English. So she's a walking paradox. So the narratives can't reconcile. Um, she's ambiguous, she's an ambiguous, complex national figure. That makes sense. To me, she embodies Quebec in, in its paradoxal half half. Montreal more than Quebec. Yeah, Montreal more. Brendan Kelly, a reporter covering the French language showbiz at the Gazette, posted a couple of lines about Celine's pregnancy. Like she just like when she announced that she was pregnant with her twins, and the story triggered um, not just negative but bitterly negative comments. Like who reads the Gazette? English Montrealers yeah. hate for Celine. Celine is something of a lightning rod for feelings of discontent amongst Anglo Montrealers. Speculated Kelly. Weird. It could be that this anger is kind of an odd manifestation of the discontent felt by some of the Anglo community as francophones here gain more and more power, politically, socially, and in business. Celine rose at the top at the same time that Anglos were slipping far from our previous dominance, and to add salt to the wound, Celine was becoming the most famous Franco-Quebecois in the universe by singing in English, the language on the downswing Chinou. Oh, this is blowing yeah. my mind. Like, when I read this, I was like, oh my, oh my god. god. The Quebec population and culture yeah. has always had such a struggle with their identity. Yeah. That's what I mean when I say, like, the division has been ingrained historically, but I, I think it's because Quebecers or French Canadians at the time have had such a struggle with asserting themselves as French Canadians. And, you know, the whole language debate is, is essentially that. We have been holding on to the language because they see it as their last way of like identifying themselves to the world right because what just what else what distinctively is Quebec that people know about poutine yeah that's it and yeah. Celine but like I find it so surprising that the English part got so upset about, I mean I get it because it's upsetting but it's surprising because to me, the whole pride about the identity is a Quebec thing, a French-Canadian Quebec thing, not an Anglophone thing. Yeah. Riled up about because it. Because they felt like Celine was also theirs. Right. And it's not, it's, it's not, I dump you, you're dumping me. Yeah. Like, well, true. I'm proud of Celine for who she is. 
I'm yeah. proud of her being from Quebec. Yeah. That's the, the Quebec pride in me. But I'm also not... I, I don't I don't resent her for going to Vegas and for establishing herself there. I'm proud of her for it. Absolutely. And I feel like it makes me just more just that much more proud to be from Quebec, whether it's French speaking or English speaking, just Quebec in and of itself. That's that's why I admire her so much, because to me she's the Quebec American dream. Let's let's play the blame game now. So who's to blame okay, what are we asking her? Who's to blame for her controversial attitude should we say who's to blame for yeah. the resentment yeah okay her? who's to blame for the resentment because i think it started yeah when not for the english album it started when she denounced the, yeah. the felix award for sure, for sure that was a trigger that was the element déclencheur, as we say yes H- how did she why did she do that did she do it because of backlash is it because her french canadian fans at the time were unsupportive like or because we're resentful of success do we hate Anglophone media, we, we're selfish because we want her all to ourselves. What would you say? I think she embodied the debate that is has been going on in Quebec since Quebec became Quebec. Right. In like 1608. Literally ingrained in the Quebec identity um, issues, to, to say the least an embodiment of English and French uh, yeah. Yeah. language wars, so, yeah. Yeah. cultural wars. Cultural, it goes yeah. Really... yeah, it goes beyond language. Language is the vehicle for it. Yeah. It's the most distinctive part. Absolutely. I think that's a good way to summarize. Because at the end of the day, why can't she be both, you know? Yeah. Because no other Quebec icon... prior to Celine or since Celine has become international. Right. Yeah. All we had our celebrities, but they were our Quebecois celebrities. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Admirable. I like her personality. I don't like her music, (laughs) but I'm I'm now I'm so entertained by her. This last week has been so entertaining. That's the thing, she's an entertainer at heart. Yeah. Whether that's from Rene or her, I feel like Nature versus nurture, there is some nature in there for sure. You can't fake that. No. If you can recommend songs that aren't love ballads. Okay. Well. Or just recommend your good songs, but I can't. Make me a non-ballad playlist because I was exhausted. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Fair enough. So I have this playlist called Queen Keb. It's available on Spotify and Apple Music. Um, <laughs> Link will be in the up. description. Personally, I describe it as greatest hits slash personal favorites. So yeah. you'll get a bit of both. Her album, On Ne Change Pas, is a really good one. Sophie, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Had, did you have fun? I did have a lot of fun because you actually taught me a lot about Celine. As I said... I'm a big fan of hers in terms of who she is and who she embodies, but in terms of the like specific details about her life, I don't, I don't know. I didn't either. I just knew um, I needed to talk about Queen Celine, and I didn't know which angle yeah. to take. No, but and that's a really interesting angle. I think so too. Because it went down to like, we went back to 1608. <laughs>